الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلي وسلم على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين In the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that Allah is the only true God worthy of being worshipped and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Allah's true slave and messenger May Allah's salah and salam be upon Prophet his noble and pure family his noble companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection <coughs> inshallah we will continue uh, uh, well, if we can put the banner inshallah uh, sister barakallah fikum and this will be the explanation continuing the explanation for uh, surat al-kahf which is chapter 18 chapter 18 of the noble quran and we have reached verse number 27 we have reached verse number 27 كتاب ربك لا مبدل لكلماته ولن تجد من دونه ملتحدا الله سبحانه وتعالى says واتل ما أوحي عليك and recite what has been revealed to you O Muhammad of the book meaning the Quran of your Lord none can change his words and none will find as a refuge other than him the first word واتلو Watlu recite. This comprises the verbal as well as the practical recitation. Atilawa. Watlu. This command here comprises both the verbal as well as the practical. The verbal one is obvious. Someone may say, such and such recited Surah Al Fatiha for me. This is obvious. The second element, which is the practical recitation, is that we comply with the Quran and its teachings. We execute the teachings of the Quran, meaning we follow that. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Fatir, which is Surah 35, verse 29, says, Kitab Allah wa aqamu salah Surah Fatir 35 Inna al-lazina yatluna kitab Allah wa aqamu salah Naam Those who recite the book of Allah the Quran and perform the salah And to the end of the verse wa anfaqu mimma razaqnahum and spend in charity out of what we have provided for them uh, secretly and openly so therefore here at tilawa comprises both types the verbal and the practical one however the addressing in this al-khitab the addressing of the verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is he addressing only the Prophet وسلم, or he is addressing the ummah at large here we should know that the addressing to the Prophet وسلم, is of three types the addressing to the Prophet ﷺ, addressing him by Allah is of three types. The first type, the one which is particular to him, 
particularly addressing the Prophet ﷺ. This comes from the evidence itself, meaning the evidence will tell us that this is particularly denoting the Prophet ﷺ. This is the first type. And we will give examples, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, that's it. The second is the general addressing, the general one. And the third is the addressing which possibly could cover both. Possibly could cover both. It is said that this third type Yes, it is said that this third type, the addressing which possibly could cover both, meaning the Prophet ﷺ and the Ummah at large, it is said that, is, that it may be general, and it was also said, the other opinion, that it could be also particular, and that the Ummah, however, will follow him, not as necessitated by the addressing of the matter, but, بمقتضى, but rather, أنه أسوتها وقدوتها. But rather, by necessitation that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is doing one and the example to follow. Let's take the first uh, case, the addressing which is particular to the Prophet, alayhi salatu Like the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Sharh, 94, verse 1. Haven't we not opened your chest for you? This is no doubt that this is addressing the Prophet ﷺ in particular. Also, now, also, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Duha, in Surah Al-Duha, verse 6. أَلَمْ يَجِدْكَ يَتِيمًا فَآوَى Surah Al-Duha, verse 6. Didn't he find you an orphan and gave you refuge? This is particular. These are examples on the particular form of addressing. And addressing in Arabic is called Al-Khitab. Al-Khitab. So try to keep, inshallah, these uh, technically important as well as legally important terms. The second example, or the example on the second type, that which the evidence tells us that it is general, as in Surah Al-Talaq, Surah Al-Talaq, verse 1, 65 verse 1, 65 verse 1, يقول الله عز وجل, يا النبي إذا طلقتم النساء فطلقوهن لعدتهن وأحصل عدة O Prophet Muhammad وسلم, When you divorce women divorce them at their عدة at their prescribed periods and count accurately their عدة their periods and fear Allah your Lord O Muslims so the saying here, فَطَلَّقْتُمْ Divorce is general, لِلْجَمَاعَ For everyone, for every This is in the plural form 
and they are the ummah at large they are the muslim community at large however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called upon the leader of this ummah and its messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because the rest of the ummah is following him فَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ إِذَا طَلَّقْتُمْ O Prophet, when you divorce women إِذَنْ الْخِطَاب Therefore the addressing here يَشْمَلْ النَّبِيُّ comprises the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم وَجَمِيعَ الْأُمَّةِ and the entirety of the Ummah Now this is the second type The third type which possibly could be covering both this ayah which we are talking about ayat surah al-kahf 27 and recite O Muhammad this verse please 27 we are going through and recite O Muhammad what has been revealed to you of the book the Quran of your Lord and none can change his words and none will find as a refuge other than him Naam. this is possible that it may cover both however it may be said that the addressing is for the entire ummah however the Prophet ﷺ had been called specifically since he is the leader and the example now to the rest of the points مَا أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ that which has been revealed to you O Muhammad وسلم, and that is the Quran now we know that here look and recite what has been revealed to you O Muhammad of the book of your Lord مِنْ كِتَابِ رَبِّكَ there is an addition the addition of the term الرب إلى الرسول to the Prophet Muhammad وسلم and this tells us there is evidence in this addition which is called in Arabic Al-Idafa grammatically known as Al-Idafa there is a benefit in this this tells that Allah, that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to his messenger is min is reflecting his perfect caring concerning this then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says la mubaddila likalimatih none can change his words this refers to both Allah's words that are universal and this is known in Arabic kawniya as well as the other type of Allah's speech words and this is called al-shari'ya the legislative so now we know that the words of Allah are of two types universal kawniya and the other is shari'ya legal as to the kawniya which is universal it's clear no one can change the universal word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says kun be in a universal matter regarding a universal matter no one can change that also as to the legal one, legally no one can change it as well. No one can change the legal ones. Legally no one can change the legal ones. And the negation here doesn't mean that 
it may not exist. It means, though, however, that no one can legally change the legal words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For now, if someone would say, وَجَدْنَا مَنْ يُبَدِّلْ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ We found some who may change the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This could refer to the legal aspect in the sense that some people may misquote the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this would be a form of alteration or a change. But not in the legal words which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke them in their essence. No. They may interpret the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not intend. And this is the case with all the mu'attila, those who deny or distort the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all or part of them. They are considered from those who also baddalu karam Allah, changed the words of Allah from this latter concept which it is possible for it to exist, not in the essence, but rather in the matters as misquoting, misinterpretation, and you name it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَن تَجِدَ مِن دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا وَلَن تَجِدَ مِن دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا The last statement, none can change. وَلَن تَجِدَ مِن دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا His words among you will find as a refuge other than him. Meaning, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will find no one to turn to, to incline to, or to take refuge in because this term iltihad is derived from the Arabic al-lahd which means al-mayl the inclination this means that if they want to hurt you O Muhammad in any way then you will find none other than Allah to protect you and to stop them and from this we learn the following if one is touched by any harmful matter or fears something then he should resort and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking refuge in him this is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-jinn 72 verses 21 and 22 قُلْ إِنِّي لَا أَمْلِكُ لَكُمْ ضَرًّا وَلَا رَشَدًا قُلْ إِنِّي لَنْ يُجِيرَنِي مِنَ اللَّهِ أَحَدٌ وَلَنْ أَجِدَ مِنْ دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا Say, O Muhammad, وسلم, it is not in my power to cause you harm or to bring you to the right path. Say, none can protect me from Allah, punishment meaning, if I were to disobey him, nor can I find refuge except in him subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the same meaning as this verse in this surah in surah al-kahf then inshallah we move to verse 28 وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَةِ وَلَا تَعَدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَن وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ 
verse 28, Surah al Meaning, keep yourself, O Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with those who call on their Lord. Those who invoke Allah, be with them, stick to them, strengthen their motivation. Those who invoke Allah, and the invocation of Allah is of two types. The invocation, the supplication is of two types. The first one is called Dua al-Mas'ala. Dua al-Mas'ala, which means supplication when a request is made. Invocation of two types. First, supplication when a request is made. The second type of invocation is known as the invocation of ibadah, of worship. The second is known as invocation of worship or through worship. Example, the person does an act of worship seeking reward and fearing punishment. And this type is not correct unless it is directed to Allah alone. So these are the two types of supplications. First one is supplication al-mas'ala, where there is a request made. The second is supplication of worship. So Allah is telling him, keep yourself with those who invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be with them, sit with them. Strengthen their wills. Bil-ghadati wal-ashi, meaning morning, al-ghada, wal-ashi, afternoon. Yuriduna wajha, seeking his face, seeking Allah's face. So they are sincere. Yuriduna wajha Allah, they intend the face of Allah and they don't intend anything of this life. In this verse, there is the affirmation of the magnificent attribute of Allah, and this is wajhullahi tabaraka wa ta'ala, the face of Allah most blessed and most magnificent. It is the consensus of the learned scholars of Ahl Sunnah that they affirm the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based on evidences from the book and the authentic Sunnah. Allah ta'ala fi kitabih al-aziz Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his book the most mighty وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ ذُو الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ and their faith and there remains the face of your Rabb the one of magnificence and generosity and there are other verses of course from the Quran and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the dua a'udhu bi wajhik I seek refuge in your face and it is by the consensus of the righteous predecessors and their learned scholars the affirmation of the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now the question is, 
is the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala similar to the face of the creatures la yumkin impossible that the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be likened or similar to the face of the creatures because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asserts in his book there is nothing like unto him and he is the all hearer all seer also we read in surah Maryam and these verses inshallah verse 42-11 and verse 19-65 I recommend for the brothers and sisters to keep them to heart memorize them 42-11 and 19-65 in 42.11 it is very specifically related to the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but 19.65 even contains additional benefits where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about himself Rabbu samawati wal ard Lord of the heavens and the earth وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا and all that is between them so look at this now Lord of the heavens and the earth and all that's between them this affirms that lordship belongs to Allah alone so this is the first part of Tawheed this is the first part of Tawheed which is called Tawheed of Lordship singling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the single as the single and the only Lord this is the first part of 65 the first statement if you look at it there Lord of the heavens and the earth and all that's in between them so worship him alone and be constant now comes what so worship him alone this means to single Allah alone in worship and this is known as Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya the Tawheed of Divinity now comes the third statement do you know of any who is similar to him or co-equal to him this tells you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qualified with the unique names and attributes and that nothing is like unto him in his names and attributes subhanahu wa ta'ala so this verse 65-1 comprises the three types of tawheed as you see it one single verse comprises the three types of tawheed also we read from surah al-baqarah 2-22 فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ in 2.22 فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ This is the last part there. There is the statement. Then don't set up rivals unto Allah in worship while you know that Allah, Allah alone has the right to be worshipped. And similarly, the everything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirm for himself from all the attributes then it is incumbent upon us to make it pass on its obvious meaning without setting up parallels nor likening Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his creation we know for sure from the physical perception as well as from the intellectual perception anything added to a thing anything added to a thing then it, be, it befits that thing anything added to a thing it befits it 
Meaning, man has a face. The camel has a face. The horse has a face. The elephant has a face. Certainly. Now, are these faces all resemble each other? No. Whatsoever. No. In any way. It befits that to which it is added. So therefore, that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adds to himself from the face, it cannot be in any way resembling the faces of the creatures. Now, if someone comes and says, but it came in the hadith, and this is authentic hadith, that it came in this authentic hadith, that the Prophet sallallahu said, إن الله تعالى خلق آدم على صورته But it came in the hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam in his own surah in his own surah we'll write the term surah here some translate this into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam على صورته على صورته in his own surah some of them translate the surah quote unquote image so what is the answer for this hadith how can we understand this hadith the answer this to this hadith comes from two angles first one either it is to be said it is not necessitated that there must be a resemblance between Allah and Adam the evidence for this angle is that we have another hadith in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said awwal zumratin tadkhul al-jannata على صورة القمر صورة على صورة القمر ليلة البدر على صورة القمر ليلة البدر ميني the first group of people who will enter paradise will be على صورة like the moon on a full moon light like the moon على صورة القمر on a full moon light we know that we know obviously it is known to every one of us that there is no resemblance between this group of people and the moon however the saying على صورة القمر like the moon meaning إضاءة وابتهاجاً ونوراً means glittering and shining this is the first angle to this answer so it doesn't necessitate resemblance the second is to say that على صورته in his own quote-unquote surah meaning on the surah quote-unquote which Allah had chose meaning also 
adding the surah of the Adami, Adam or you know his offspring to Allah, adding that to Allah is by way of honor and magnification is by way of honor and magnification honoring Adam and magnifying his status as we read in the Quran something similar like this وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ مَنَعَ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ أَنْ يُذْكَرَ فِيهَا اسْمُهُ and who as in Baqarah Surah Al-Baqarah 2 114 وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ مَنَعَ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ and who are most unjust than who forbid or forbid that Allah's name be glorified and mentioned much in Allah's houses in Allah's mosques and we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not praying in the mosque in Allah's mosques you see this in Allah's mosque we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not praying in these masajid however it is added the mosque is added to Allah by way of honoring and magnification meaning it has been built for the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is the same as the saying of Salih alayhi salam to his people ma Allah the she camel of Allah Allah's she camel and it is known this is in Surah Al-Shams verse 13 Surah Al-Shams verse 13 Naqat Allah wa suqiyah and it is known that this Naqat this she camel laysat lillah it is not for Allah as it is for us to mount and to ride on However, it has been added to Allah by way of magnification and honoring. So, and therefore, خَلَقَ اللَّهُ آدَمَ عَلَى صُورَتِهِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam in his own surah. Meaning, the surah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose from amongst all the creation. Here we read in Surah Al-Insitar 82 verse 6 and 7 O man, what has made you careless about your Lord, the most generous who created you, fashioned you perfectly and gave you the due proportion created you, fashioned you perfectly meaning the one who made you in this form which comprises his straightness of his build up in another hadith it came from the way of Abu Hurairah in Sahih Muslim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam ala suratihi in his own surah and he his length extends 60 arm spans and then his creation also diminished to the form which we see so some of the ulama are with the opinion that this is a description therefore of Adam's form and shape so this is the matter related to the 
question that may have been raised or may be raised by some concerning this hadith we go back now to the statement where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the surah yuriduna wajhahu meaning they intend the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning a person will have his intention sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah says وَلَا تَعْدُعَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِئْنَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا meaning O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam let not your eyes overlook them desiring the glitter of this life the pomp and glitter of this life however keep your eyes upon them and keep company to the good and motivate them and strengthen their wills however if the Prophet would leave them for any legal benefit then there is no harm upon him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then Allah says وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا and do not obey the one whose heart we have made heedless of our remembrance and who follows his own lusts and whose affairs has been lost this has two meanings this has two meanings don't obey the one who is heedless concerning the remembrance of Allah or the remembrance which Allah sent down meaning the Quran and then followed his his lusts and his affair has been lost the days and the nights pass benefiting nothing from his time in this ayat this ayat direct the believer to the importance of having his heart present when the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sought and that the man who remembers Allah with his tongue and not in his heart then the barakah, the blessing he may be deprived, deprived of this blessing in his actions and his lifetime meaning in his time, in his utilization of time so that he will end up losing his all affairs and you find those heedless spending the long hours having nothing to gain وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ verse 29 now وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ إِنَّا أَعْتَدْنَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ نَارًا أَحَاطَ بِهِمْ سُرَادِقُهَا وَيَسْتَغِيثُ يُغَاثُ بِمَاءٍ كَالْمُهْلِ يَشْوِ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ then whosoever wills let him believe and whosoever wills let him disbelieve the saying here of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say the addressing is to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam meaning say it proclaiming that the haqq 
the truth is from your own alone so don't seek the truth from a way other than the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لِأَنَّ الْحَقَّ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ because the truth is from Allah فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ this is a verse which is sometimes or many people misuse it and misquote it and the correct meaning of this verse is as follows فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ فَلْيَكْفُرْ and let him disbelieve you know whom he wants this is a stern warning there is a stern warning in this implicit in this term let him disbelieve it is like when man threatens another man by saying to him in kunta sadiqan fafal kada if you are truthful then go ahead and do such and such there is a threat implicit in the statement and we have another evidence here from the verse itself look at it there after let him disbelieve Allah says إِنَّا أَعْتَدْنَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ نَارًا أَحَاطَ بِهِمْ سُرَادِقُهَا Verily we have prepared for the ظالمين the kuffar, mushriks wrongdoers etc. a fire whose walls will be surrounding them so the one who disbelieves and dies on his state of disbelief then the النار, the fire of hell has already been prepared and the ظالمين meaning the kafirs so if someone says could the kufr mean zulm yes هل kufr يسمى ظلما could kufr also be called zulm yes as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah al-Baqarah 2 254 and the kafirs are indeed they are الظالمون the wrongdoers and there is no more unjust than the one who denies Allah and rejects Him or sets up rivals with Him in worship yet Allah is the one who created Him and provided for Him and prepared for Him everything meaning the fire of hell this fire of hell will circle وَلَيَادُ بِاللَّهِ أَهْلُ النَّارِ the people of fire and therefore they will have no way to escape neither left nor right وَإِنْ يَسْتَغِيثُوا and if they will ask for help for relief for water they will be granted water like boiling يغاثوا بماء كالمهل يشوي الوجوه والعياذ بالله they will be granted water like boiling oil يشوي الوجوه that it will scald their faces it will scald their faces بئس الشراب وساءت مرتفقة terrible is the drink and an evil dwelling and resting place they are in Meaning that if the people of the fire of hell, when they will get thirsty, and this will be a very intense thirst, when they will eat from this tree as zakum, or from other from other ways, they will be given this kind of water, kalmuhl, boiled oil, 
which is like the precipitation of oil or the like and it is very displeasing the person is, you know the self would not really accept as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about them in surah Ibrahim in 14 16 17 وَيُثْقَى مِنْ مَاءٍ صَدِيدٍ يَتَجَرَّعُهُ وَلَا يَكَادُ يُسِيرُهُ And he will be made to drink boiling, festering water. He will sip it unwillingly. And he will find a great difficulty to swallow down his throat. يَشْوِ الْوُجُوهُ scalding their faces when it comes close to them and their faces will you know the skin will come off because of the intense heat of this water and if it reaches their bellies, their stomachs it will cut it to pieces that's right. In Surah Muhammad 47:15, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَصُقُوا مَاءً حَمِيمًا فَقَطَّعَ أَمْعَاءَهُمْ And they will be given to drink boiling water so that it will cut up their bowels. And what kind of pain? Is there an intense pain? More intense than that which will cut the bowels from inside? Yet, it will be cut and it will be renewed like the skin وَالْعِيَادُ بِاللَّهِ كُلَّمَا نَضِجَتْ جُلُودُهُمْ بَدَّلْنَاهُمْ جُلُودًا غَيْرَهَا لِيَذُوقُ الْعَذَابِ as in Surah An-Nisa 56 as often as their skins are roasted through we shall change them for other skins that they may taste the punishment Allahu Akbar Subhanallah Al-Qadr ala kulli shay' Allah is the most great far, far above any imperfection is He all able to do what He wishes وَبِلَحْظَةً this is instantaneously these things will be successive instantaneously burning, scalding and renewal cutting of the bowels and joining them again into their original state instantaneously terrible is the drink and an evil dwelling and resting place it is and this resting place could be evil as it is in the fire of hell and it could be good as in the case of Al-Jannah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Kahf, the same Surah, verse 29, verse 31, meaning, and what an excellent dwelling and resting place is, paradise. Verse 30, please, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ إِنَّا لَا نُضِيعُ أَجْرَ مَنْ أَحْسَنَ عَمَلًا This is the style of the Qur'an. This is the beauty of the style and eloquency of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He mentions 
the people and the dwellers of the fire of hell he will mention right after there the people and the dwellers the dwellers of the paradise I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those whom Allah saves from the fire of hell and whose abode will be paradise and this is, like, this is the meaning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying Mathani Mathani, similar, this Quran is similar similar in eloquence, similar in beauty, similar in organization in descriptions why? لِيَكُونَ الْإِنسَانُ جَامِعًا so that man will look at the matter from its entirety Combining both Al-Khawf and Raja in his travel to Allah. Inna al-ladina amanu wa amilu salihati Those who believe, meaning to believe, to believe in Allah, to believe in the articles of faith, the six articles of Iman. Believe in Allah, in his angels, in his books. And his messengers and hereafter in the pre-decree it's good and bad you will always find this in the Quran in so many places believe and did righteously for them Allah promised إِنَّا لَا نُضِيعُ أَجْرَ مَنْ أَحْسَنَ عَمَلًا Verse 30, certainly we shall not, their deeds will not be lost, the reward, who does the righteous deeds in most perfect manner. Ahsanu amala. This is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Rahman, وَهَلْ جَزَاءُ الْإِحْسَانِ إِلَّا الْإِحْسَانِ Is there a reward for good except good? As in Al-Rahman, Surah Al-Rahman, verse 60. Now the question is, what is the thing that makes the actions acceptable and to be best? It is through al-ikhlas, based on these two conditions, sincerity to Allah Azza wa and following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa It is obvious that this noble ayah motivates the believers to act righteously. On this verse, verse 30 we stop, and inshallah next week we move to verse 31 by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward our Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al-Wasaymin for this excellent explanation of Surah Al-Kahf. Wa sallallahu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wa jazakumullahu khayran. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a benefit for myself and for all of you.